0: Welcome to The Close Podcast, where we break down how to hire effectively and how to land your dream job into easily digestible chunks. Each week, we'll break down a recruitment-related subject, giving our perspective and advice, and we'll also answer listener questions. Welcome to The Close Podcast. We've got another special guest this week, Joel Robinson. He's been sniffing around for a while. He's been dying to get on the podcast. As soon as he found out that we were just having a bit of crack, he was like, "Yeah, that's a bit of me. I want in," and so uh we're giving him a shot. I okay, okay. get one
1: shot, one shot to make it. Yeah, you got one shot, mate, and then that's it. All right, cool. Mind well, you. My, name's, my name's Joel robinstein to start with, not Joel Robinson. Chris, I don't know how long you've worked with me. Now, but we'll <laughs>
0: <there>. <laughs> don't worry about that. And yeah, I know you've done other podcasts that are professional and all that, but th- this is not the one. We're just right, getting fair through enough. right? right don't okay. worry about that.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: Joel, do you want to very quickly intro yourself in case I mess it up again?
1: Yeah, sounds good. I have been working at Precision Sourcing now for 12 years. I lead our data recruitment function. have recruited in data specifically for those 12 years across all different aspects of it, front and back end, um, BI, analytics, data science, and do a fair bit of speaking. You do. You also, if you do like you want to do a little own?
0: cross-promotion of your own podcast whilst we're here?
1: Also have Precision Sourcing's most successful podcast, Keeping Up With Data. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, if you're interested in what's going on in the data world, we interview uh, senior leaders within um, the Australian data market. And it's been, yeah, we've had some pretty heavy hitters on there.
0: Yeah, it's been really well received, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. As I yeah. said, most successful podcast in uh, I'm pretty sure in the southern hemisphere now. Well the problem with the problem with that is we're we're recording
0: what is this, episode seven or eight, Craig, and we haven't even started releasing them yet. So I reckon by the time this podcast goes out, Craig and I will have the title of the most popular podcast. A hundred
2: percent. You get a good and, spike. And people can relate like, to our podcast, you know what I mean? Nobody relates to you, Joel.
1: Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's it's a hard sell that one, isn't it? A bit dry. <laughs> at the end of the day it's not me that uh, the podcast is about unlike your vanity project that you guys let's
0: get into some of the meat of this thing right so this week we are discussing interview preparation so what to think about ahead of your interview i think that th- this is some basic stuff but again people often don't think about this part of the the process deeply they just think i've got loads of good experience i know what i'm talking about and then there's a fair chance that you can get in front of a panel of interviewers and kind of crumble. Yeah. So I think myself, Joel, Craig, we've got years and years of experience of, of preparing candidates on how best to interview and I think we've got some reasonable insights to share.
2: I'm excited to hear what Joel's got to offer here because 12 years in the bag and I think he's just going to have a few little sweeteners that I, yeah. even I
1: don't use. I've so heard I'm him. excited.
0: I've heard him doing it. I think he's still using the same pitch from twelve years ago. He's talking about suit and tie. The other day. I don't know who he's talking to.
1: Yeah. I spoke about suit and tie for twelve <laughs> years, mate. What you're about?
0: That's very actually that's not your vibe. No, um, all right. World. Well, Joel, you're the guest. Do you wanna do you wanna chime in first and we'll we'll see where we go?
1: Yeah, okay, cool. Stop me if I'm going for too long here, lads, because no. I actually have a forty-five minute presentation that I did for a number of years um for General Assembly data cohort on just interview skills and prep and also, we—I um, passed it on to John and Laura next week, actually. But we do a, a lecture for UTS with their grads as to how to hit the hit the market basically once they come out of uni. So it is literally a never-ending topic, and it is one that I'm sure has broken Craig's brain multiple times <laughs> when he well, gets well, that. It? Oh, mate, when he gets that feedback. When the manager's like, they were absolutely amazing, but they didn't know anything about our business. They hadn't done any reading on the job description. And I would have hired them if they'd have just known two things about us. It just, it starts there at the end of the day, doesn't it? Like, it's just people, like, literally ridiculous. Like, we had a guy in data going to an interview last week, and the guy was like, he's amazing. He just hadn't got a clue who we are, what we we're doing. And then, like, a week later, he's got hired by another client. And I'm just like, how stupid do you have to be to walk into an interview not knowing what's going on? So whose fault is that though? Is that is that the recruiter's fault for not prepping them?
2: No. No. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, you know what? I, I I think there's obviously the recruiter plays a part, but what if? And I I get this a lot because I do contract, but sometimes a client just gives you a call and says, look. I need this person with x y and z this is what we're working on and they don't have a jd and then obviously you kind of going to wing it a little bit make your own jd up and sell the role to a candidate so then they can't prep based on the job description because they don't have one so they're just using their skills and knowledge and then they're using the company website hopefully um so i don't think always the candidate is going to get fully prepped
1: yeah i mean that makes sense but you've already hit the nail on the head there some candidates walk in the door and they haven't even looked at the bloody company website so, yeah, that's, that you yeah, just so that, shoot that's, yourself in the foot. That's the starting point,
0: right? Yeah. Have a little bit of a look at what they're doing, what you're going to be involved with, what the mission is. You don't have to know everything, right? They're not going to quiz you on how well you know the company. They just want to know that you're invested or interested as a minimum, right?
1: But it, we're going to give all our trade secrets away here, but. Um, I guess, as you said, listeners maybe not through the roof just yet, Chris. So, um, <laughs> but like when we prep for client meetings, like we've even just—it's so simple, right? You just got three things. You walk in there, you open up the meeting. Love to meet you, Craig Sibley PLC. I can see that from your website that you've got forty-seven employees. Um, you're working within the recruitment industry. Um, you're privately owned, and I've seen that you've just released a report about X, Y, Z that your company's done. Like straight yeah, away, that's It used to be incredible right
2: yeah so would you would you do that then at the start of the interview you go in thanks for meeting with me I've done x y and z I understand this is that what you do or is that why what you not? tell candidates to put up? I don't know I've, I've never done that I
1: mean I've I'm never courage. said it specifically to a candidate I guess I'm just putting it in context but if candidates sat down in front of you and they're like, oh look tell me a bit about yourself why you're here kind of vibe and they're like look I've, I've senior company you're doing amazing things in xyz yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm really interested in you because of this that hiring manager straight away is going to be palm of the hand isn't I it i agree
0: yeah i agree The other part of this prep piece is having a little look at who the hiring manager is or hiring managers are on linkedin yeah 100%. massive thing and not just like surface level oh i've put a face to the name like i always advise candidates to get a bit deeper and look to see what types of content the hiring manager is engaging with are they posting stuff because a lot of people will post stuff that they feel passionate about or they've got a, a personal interest in so you might see this is a stupid example but you might see that your hiring manager has got a real interest in and is an amateur opera singer and you may have just been at the opera a few weeks ago and so if you've got that in your back pocket fair enough you're not you're not going to win or lose the job on that bit of information but if you've got something to connect with the hiring manager on and kind of break down those barriers a little bit early doors that's going to help to soften up the interview and make you feel a little bit more confident as well. But
1: maybe about, like, it's going to win you the job.
0: Maybe it would win you the job.
1: Well, I mean, like, think about well, it. Like, maybe. I mean, like, think about it. You guys, project managers, Craig, right? How many good project managers are there in Sydney alone? What, like 30,000? Around that, yeah, I reckon. Right, so let's just say you're walking in, there's five other really good project managers, but you're the one who's remembered because of the opera singing thing. Yeah. It might win you the job. Yeah, true.
2: 100%. Yeah, so it is those little and things. So that, that preparation piece is key, man. And also as well, I I do this with so many project managers, like great project managers, no great project managers. And every time I tell them before the interview, you know, check their profile on, on LinkedIn and they'll have common connections. And they're yeah. like, oh, actually, he actually worked with this guy. I spoke with him, like, he's a really good guy to work for. And it, it just, you can build that connection. You can drop that in the interview as well. It's like a really just little uh,
1: thing, isn't it? I agree. Definitely he keep firing them at me Chris I've got I've got all, I've got go on ready to yeah, go. we, yeah we've got another 10 minutes on this definitely top tip right top tip number 2 uh, how you ask questions but everyone always thinks oh, I, I've got all these questions for at the end of the interview right nah, 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 nah. you want to be asking questions as you go like my top tip of every single thing is always let's just say a candidate sat there across from the home manager and she says Tell me about time that you've built XYZ data architecture, yeah? Go into it for a minute or whatever. And then at the end of your answer, say, is that how you do it at your company? Or would mm. you have done it differently yourself? And then straight away, the is like, oh, great question. Like This is how we do it, rah, rah. 20 minutes later, you're having a chinwag about all these things, data architecture. I like that. And you're not in an interview anymore. You're in a conversation that you're on the yeah. same level.
0: That's very good advice. Very I like good that. Advice. So
1: you're, so you're asking like questions that. after your answers, essentially.
0: Yeah. Would you like I me to it. delve a little
1: bit deeper into that? If yeah, I do that one.
2: Yeah. yeah, delve a di- bit deeper because obviously we do that star method, the situation, task, action, result. And then at the end of that, I tell them, you know, just make sure you have covered that off in enough okay. detail. Yeah. But I like what you've done there. It does change that dynamic of a, an interview into more of a conversation.
1: Like, I want account. the interviewer walking out that interview saying, I didn't ask half the questions I wanted to, but my God, this person knows what they're on about and we had a great chat. Yeah. You know, and you can cover that bit off at the end. The, you know you always the last question is there anything else that I've missed today or we didn't uncover that you want me to talk about before I leave because the amount of times as a recruiter you come out and the manager's like oh you know they're really good but they don't have any SQL skills and you're like oh but did you talk about that and they're like oh no like but they didn't bring it up and you're like yeah what? yeah yeah yeah
0: that's really good advice um have you got have you got a list of your top 10 I have literally, Let's I've got, go. I mean this is you a list literally, you, you can tell
2: he's prepared you can tell he's prepared for his interview here Chris <laughs>
1: this is the most prepared we've ever been on this podcast there you go and like we we'll so, just talk about how you prepare for things you know I was really lucky because i just done the lecture prep with Laura and John the meeting before this meeting oh, nice. so I had it up ready to go in front of me and then I opened up your invite a minute before and I was like ah oh, happy days <laughs> this is gonna be the go topic on then, let's, let's, uh, on it. let's have the next tip all right that sounds good um don't be afraid to talk about salary mm, I know that's weird about interviews but I had a chat with a guy today, and he was like, oh, i am at second interview, when should I bring up salary? you know we're here advising people not just about the processes we're in right? We're helping candidates with interviews they might have direct yeah. like it's not a dirty conversation like in our talent surveys, every single one we do across our markets, it always consistently comes out as the top driver. so if you're not talking about it, then like you're just wasting everyone's time
0: true are you are you sort of saying that you you're bringing that up so like you can uncover any misalignments earlier yeah. in the process?
1: definitely like you don't want to be wasting your four interviews or whatever for a perm role you know what it's like the amount of like clients that go oh well if they've interviewed with us four times they'll be really interested in us so we'll be able to negotiate them down the salary so I don't want to tell them what the salary is like nah you need to go in there so would you then
2: encourage a candidate to have a negotiation on salary in the interview
1: as a recruiter you're giving away
2: your your
1: controller that's the recruiter side of things. No, I'm more talking about just people having interviews. You know what I mean? They're not always going to get it through a recruiter. And if you're not using a recruiter, you need to be able to do this thing yourself. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it has to be a negotiation in the interview. You just put your cards on the table, say, look, this is what I'm looking for. This is the range. Just want to make sure we're closely aligned.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's yeah? good. There and, you go. and then so the flip side of that, then if you are working with a recruiter, I suppose you want to let your recruiter go to a bathroom, yeah. right? That's what we do and we're good at it.
1: Yeah, 100%. Be upfront with your recruit at the beginning. You know, like everyone needs to be on the same page. Like at the end of the day, the more the candidate gets, usually the more the recruiter gets, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Next top tip. Go on. Oh, wow. um, know who you're talking to. Like it's so like more so on my side of things, obviously a more technical market. But if you go into an interview with HR and start designing and, you know, architecture in front of them on a whiteboard, like you've just completely missed like who your audience is. Yeah. So you need to know who your audience is. So that's <laughs> the top level. And then the underneath which you guys know about is try and understand that personality of that person so you know how to basically sell to them during the interview
2: yeah a bit similar to the one you mentioned earlier tip number two around checking out interviews on on linkedin but actually knowing who they are
1: yeah and like knowing how technical they are how not technical they are what kind of answers they're going to want like it's so important that's another
0: thing that we can help with as recruiters right because often we know the hiring managers, we're working with them, we've interviewed them and we know what they're looking for, what types of questions they're likely to ask, what types of answers turn them off. Like, I, I work with a lot of people who are technical to a point, but they're just going to be bored as sin during a, like a really yeah. complex technical conversation. That's not their vibe. And, and it, you know, even agile coaches and scrum masters can start talking about principles and such. And not everyone wants to hear about that, man. People want to hear war stories and what they've done. And you're right, like you've got to gauge what
1: avenue you're going to go down when you start answering these questions. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, what about the top five things that we surveyed and managers hire on and like people always think technical skills, it's only one of them. Attitudes number one, always. Yeah, like, are you showing a good attitude? Accountability, are you showing that you're accountable for your work? Technical skills, fine. Team fit and hard work. So you're hitting all five of them in your answers as you go. Like you mm-hmm. need to be thinking about how you answer against those those five key things because so many times people focus on just one thing and it's not enough
0: yeah true yeah there's something that um, like well, you guys know but for the listeners we run something called the job hunt toolkit which is a monthly webinar where we help candidates to utilize their LinkedIn um, write the best CV they can possibly write and also interview really well and one of the things we talk about in that session is grabbing your mate or your partner husband or wife whatever it may be and actually role-playing interviews with them and it's really weird and it's a bit cringe but it's one of those things whereby if you haven't interviewed for a little while that's kind of your interviewing technique and your interview skills will be dull um and you need to kind of sharpen that before you go in and the best way to do that is to actually just practice it is something that you can get really good at if you practice regardless so of how good you are at your job you could yeah. be absolutely useless at interviewing and yeah,
1: you don't interview so two, two, two of my two more tips that fit exactly into that number one Practicing in front of the mirror, but you ah, you're sitting yeah. on video interview. Do you even know what you look like when you sat on that video interview? Like where your eyes are, what your head's doing when you're talking. Like I know I do this all the time, like Stevie Wonder. So yes. like, yeah, you scratch your beard or whatever. Yeah, you know? that's so, the worst. worst. That.
2: It is the worst. It's actually cringe to look at. As well. I've got a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a baldy patch under my chin. That
0: fortunately, this is, pick it? This is not great podcast no. material <laughs> <laughs> i've got a ball device under my chin that you can't see unless i tip my head up like that oh god Well yeah, you do
2: that's a big that's,
0: one that's not naturally baldy man i have pulled that out oh my word chris yeah, you need to fantastic. get your
1: stress levels sorted out first ah, yeah. it? Yeah. Well, at least smoking, you
2: don't uh, talk to yourself in the mirror like all those chris
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, to precision saucy for 12 years I don't need to talk to myself in the mirror because I'm not interviewing anyway so don't worry about that yeah Yeah, so there's that so talk right number two if you're technical and you're interviewing with someone who's not technical sit down at the dinner table with your partner for 15 minutes and try and explain something about your job to them and see if they understand it
0: oh I like that
1: That that's solid so simple so boring I get it but if you want the job like so Yeah, so
0: yeah I reckon that'd be fun
1: do you? Well, yeah, for you maybe, but not maybe not your partner. They'll just be yeah. her, like, "My oh, God, through yeah, like look this dinner I've made and you're boring the shit out me." My wife's a recruiter as well, so you can
0: imagine how much recruitment chat there is in the house. Like, we need excuses not to be doing that.
1: You must do loads of business with her then, like if she's an internal <laughs> recruiter. <review. laughs> yeah, categorically you will not use me. You Don't know why. It's Weird that. <laughs> <laughs> it's proper weird, man. Do you
2: have like any parameters around that? Around discussing it recruitment and that or do you just go on and... it's not like we,
0: we don't have crossover with candidates or anything like that as far as we're aware she works in a slightly different market although i have asked for help a couple of times how's that gone
1: not that well <laughs> 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 so yeah brilliant right um, two more top tips so i know you're going to tell me go on and then, we'll, then we'll move on they're not really top tips anymore are they if i keep saying them all right when you ask questions don't relate them back to yourself don't ask when i'm gonna get paid how much holiday did i get what incentives are there try and relate Uh, it back to the business so like um in my first three months what does success look like do you know what i mean like don't don't go in like all about yourself
2: Um, sorry just just one of my top tips as well uh, off the back of that, speak in the I and not mm-hmm. the we. Especially yeah. in project managers, like you can always differentiate a good project manager and a crap project manager by how they use that terminology. Like I delivered this, or I did this as part of this project. Um, because when they start saying, oh, we did this and we did that, and we're like, that's cool, that's great. You achieved that, but what was your part within that? You can start holistic and say, this is what we did. This is the project. This is my role within that as well. Craig from tip. Oh. Yeah, Craig, Craig solid, drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right drop
1: alright last one yeah, that's yeah. It. don't on. force it like at the end of the day like the hiring manager is hiring you right and if you go in there and you just don't gel with them whether they work for google or whatever like don't force it it's like if you go on a date and yeah you might be attracted to them or whatever but they're just boring like you, you don't force it you don't drag it out so if you've got something in your gut that it's just not going to work out then that's fine like don't you just ever done that yeah. on yeah, yeah, the date
2: smoke the date
1: mate? early me
2: yeah well you are chris are you are you asking
0: asking me if i've smoke bombed on a date or smoke bombed on an interview
2: no no smoke bombed on a date early because it's just not working out just going oh no you know come up with an (laughs) excuse
0: i've only been on one date and i'm married i
1: like so (laughs) what
2: (laughs) that's the same as joel in it
1: no i i I wasn't really a serial dater like you craig it wasn't my thing i didn't (laughs) enjoy it i eased into relationships if that makes sense but I would no. I've always, and then you won't believe me because it's the running joke. I've only ever had one girlfriend, which is my wife. but <laughs> Even still, whatever. Um, you even met one of my ex-girlfriends, but it doesn't matter. Um, At your wedding, <laughs> wasn't it? We had that. Yeah, as well. my wedding. Yeah. Um, but I anyone I've broken up with done face to face would never smoke bomb on someone. Far too much respect for people, unlike yourself, I'm guessing, Craig. You want to see Craig's phone, man?
0: He's got
2: every dating app on there. What? No, <laughs> he has I'm man. Not even going down this route. That is
1: way <laughs> off topic. This you brought it up, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And
2: then you both ganged up on me. I yeah, like, oh, right, oh. yeah.
1: went terribly right. Uh, Let's move on to the something timing. more
2: valuable. Let's
0: move away yeah. from Craig's dating life to listener questions. So, Joel, we've got five questions that are coming from listeners either through LinkedIn, email, or conversations that we've had. We've taken in turns effectively to read one out and answer it. If you want to go for number one, create yep. number two, I'll do number three.
1: I haven't had a pay rise in a while, and I know the market has gone crazy. How do I have that conversation with my manager? This is quite an easy one. So firstly, don't be scared. Like we've seen skyrockets in counter offers, right? Which means clients are doing more than ever to try and keep their people. So the mm. fact you've walked in that room and had the conversation, they're probably going to be thankful because you're having it before you've actually just said, I'm off. A, have it. But B, show value. Don't walk in there and be like, Bob down the road and my mate Mary, they both had pay rises. They do slightly different jobs to me, but, you know, I want more money. Walk in there and be like, look, this is the last 12 months. This is what I've delivered. Um, this is the value that I think I've brought. And this is why I think I'm deserving of the pay rise. If you walk in there prepared like that, A, you're going to get their respect. B, you're going to get a much more solid answer. And if you don't get your pay rise, then you know you're not working for the right people or you're shit. Solid And so...
0: As another question on that then, how soon is too soon to have that conversation? Let's say I've been with the business six months and I'm
1: seeing the market's going wild and I'm doing all right, it's too soon? Fine, okay. do it. Because, it, but again, it depends on the, what you've delivered. Like at the end of the day, I don't think six months is enough to walk in there and be like, oh, I haven't done much, but pay rise market. But if you've gone in there and actually knocked it out of the park, it doesn't have to be like a horrible conversation. you have to walk in there and be like, i want to pay rise i'm leaving blah, blah, blah. but look what does it look like the next six months if i keep delivering like this i think i'm doing quite well market's volatile what do you reckon i think if you keep it like that open conversation you'll have a much better time advice that
0: craig do you want to hear number two and also we haven't craig is typically triggered before this point in the podcast and it's a little bit upsetting that he hasn't been triggered yet i think so it's been a quite work. a cruisy one quite cruisy well, maybe I've joel's thought, brought a
2: positive vibe i don't know yeah I think there's been a bit more banter amongst the guests, but, you know, not the, the questions aren't triggering me. Who um, you had on before me? Are we bad had Jill.
1: Right, boring. We've had Simon. That,
2: that, 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 that was quite a triggering <laughs> one. I got triggered on that one, didn't I? We've had yeah. Simon.
1: Simon, uh, Did he just talk about himself all the time? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. It was very formal. <sighs> it was really weird. We We recorded on the mics and we had the video on as well and it was very weird. I was sat up right. really straight, and so was he. I think he had a suit jacket on. don't know why. It was one of them that's ones. It. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'll let you go here,
2: Chris, if you want.
0: Yeah. All right, okay. So question number two. I'm trying to hire someone at the moment, but it seems my budget isn't competitive. I'm bound by internal salary bandings and get the sense that the market has moved more quickly than we've been able to adjust the bandings. What can I do to make the role more attractive? It's a hard one. Tell it. Sell the role, definitely, but you don't want to oversell it and then get someone in and have them realize that you've sold them a kipper and they're going to leave because that's a waste of time and effort as well. It's one of those things. We're working with a lot of clients who are in this situation and they're struggling because they're bound by the bandings. Often people don't want to ruffle feathers within the existing team and bring people in on salaries that are higher because there's often a kind of mindset that if someone's been in the business for a long period of time, they should be worth more because they know the business and they've got relationships and all that. But you do have to move with the market where possible. So if you haven't got the appropriate budget to bring somebody in, uh, in terms of salary, can you look at doing a day contract and have a shorter contract and look to convert to perm? Or is there anything else you can offer in terms of extended annual leave, other perks? You've got, you kinda of gotta get creative, man. Like if you, if, if you absolutely haven't got the budget, the other thing you can do is lower your expectations and change the scope of the role to some extent to make it align with the
2: budget. Wouldn't that be a challenge, though? Because if you change the scope of the role and make it a little bit more junior or whatnot, then categorically it would go into the banding below. I
0: suppose it would, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Road, you manage the tricky part, yeah, It's a yeah. really hard one. I suppose there's no straightforward answer, Joel. I don't know if you've got any ideas on
1: that. I mean, yeah, how long's a piece of string with this one, really, isn't it? Because yeah. it depends who you are, what your company is, you're working in an industry that people are interested in. Are you not? Are you? Able to offer more flexibility? Are you not? Like, again, if you've got street banding for salary, you might have policies that you can't get around. We work with some government agencies, they've got bandings, they've got flexibility yeah. policies, they can't do much about it. And then you're right, Craig, it's like, well, do we offer someone more junior then they come in and then they're like well they're not that level and the other people at that level get annoyed so you know also
2: as well i think a big thing that people are focusing on right now is their physical and mental health and well-being offering more around that flexibility side of things like we Mm -hmm. we offer eap so you know an employee assistance program like days where like i know some of my my friends they one day a month they get uh, like a, a wellness day or they're going out volunteering like what you know little differentiators that can add up i think is is what you really need to be looking
1: at yeah probably you've got though is as i said earlier in the, in the show the top driver is salary yeah it just is, is no matter yeah. what, like unless you're working for like a company that's going to save the world like it just is what it is yeah so how how do you i think you've got to reverse it how do you manage internal expectations against a project that you're running or doing to show them hey we might need Three more months extension on this because what's happened with salaries we can't get the talent like it might actually be working on that piece more importantly to manage expectations
0: yeah that's true I, I i can't remember who this question come from but i suspect it's someone in a larger organization right the smaller outfits tend to be able to be a little bit more flexible with these things um all right not sure if Over we answered me.
2: that but we, we did our best so craig let's go number three is it worth paying someone to write and format your cb um I'll be honest with you, I don't really look at CVs and I'm not sure clients do because I will generally myself call the client and sell in the candidate over the phone. That said, I have glanced over them and there are some real out CVs out there and I'm like, I don't know how you manage to do that. My short answer to this is if you want a good CV and you're incapable of doing it yourself, then just outsource it. That That's my answer to everything. Just outsource it, pay someone to do it. And get them to format it for you. I, I I I think it's easy. It's a stress that you just don't need to worry about. You're the kind um, of
0: bloke who you haven't ironed a shirt in
2: two years, have you? I I always iron my shirts. It's a very therapeutic task. I tell you what, you don't iron anything now, do you? <laughs> 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 you're right. You're right. It's just straight out of the washer and on the body, man.
1: Yeah, nah, but,
2: I, I I believe that. I mean, I'm more than happy to share some example CVs with candidates that want to improve their profiles and stuff. But if it really is a big deal to you. And you want a slick CV? Just outsource it.
0: I've met a couple of candidates, man, who've who paid like three and four hundred dollars to do that, though, and the CVs are rubbish. Well, that's a problem, isn't it?
1: I also don't iron my stuff, so you're outnumbered here, Craig. <laughs> Stop calling <laughs> <properly. laughs> the
0: two like middle middle thirty-year-olds. You've got big beards. Don't iron the clover. It's yeah, a well, thing,
1: it's just it? a, it's a, yeah, it's no surprise. Maybe, though, it? maybe it says something about you that you are the one who irons your shirts. You know,
2: I'm 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 ironing my shirts. I'm clean. I'm neat. So actually, on, actually, Matt. Chris. You said um, this is a while ago and this came through the great vine. Craig is immaculate. That's the difference.
0: You are, no, difference. you are. I take nothing away from you. You are immaculate. There you but go. I'll draw That's I'll good. draw a line from Joel and I both having wives. Craig being, <laughs> Craig being on Tinder every day. Shock horror. Who's taking care of themselves, you know what I mean?
1: Oh,
2: yeah. Fair, I fair thought point. you were
1: gonna be like you're spending so much time looking at how good you're looking that you can't get a missus.
2: <laughs> oh wow. And we wrap this one up now anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right i'll do the next one because i'm ready if i change my linkedin status to open to work could my manager see it yes 100 they can yeah. it's, it's hilarious Ah, eh? uh, mate like i'd chat with a big big company and they were like look we don't do anything with it because you can't it'd be unfair like, but so many people like logged into their linkedin on their personal email or whatever or their old work email and you can just see people in really open to work yeah they told me like categorically you've got to think as well the talent team's using linkedin recruit a lot of the time as well yeah. so they've got extra access oh, yeah. so, um, but like they can't do anything with it like, it's just what it is isn't it That's mad. yeah i just if you're trying to be discreet just don't do that there's yeah. other things yeah if you're rolling off contract you're alive fine but yeah if you're permian i don't think you should do it personally yeah
0: all right i'll take the last one we can maybe discuss this together do you think salaries will continue to rise over the next 12 months?: We've saw sort of, in our space, we've sort of seen them plateau, albeit at a very high level, So they have rates of pretty well been going up for about 18 months consistently in, in my world. Um, they seem to have like stopped, and they're just staying really high. But the growth seems to have come out of it. So I don't think they're going to grow much over the next 12 months. That's purely good feel. I can't back that up with any data. That's just what I'm seeing, here and and talking.
2: I agree. Goals, Paul, space?
1: Stabilise. I'm yeah, saying stabilise. Stabilize. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. think stabilise. We've seen already in data this last quarter, they're just starting to just, they couldn't keep going. Like, honestly, they just, like, the increases would be ridiculous, like 22% last year. It's not sustainable, and especially not sustainable for a lot of candidates getting a job getting massive money and then the expectations on them is so high because of the massive money that they're on and they're starting to realize my god like what have i done <laughs> so i think they will stabilize naturally over the next year or so yeah yeah i reckon
0: um lovely we made it half an hour good. joel thank you so much anytime lads you can come back that was fun so,
2: well, well we'll discuss that one
0: offline yeah oh, no, we'll take, take it, <laughs> it offline take it <laughs> offline yeah. Um, we felt, very felt ganged
1: up on today craig didn't you <coughs> oh,
0: no, didn't, like it, did didn't like it didn't like it um <laughs> if anyone has got any questions that they'd like to send in you can ping them to myself chris.coolford at PrecisionSourcing.com. uh otherwise you can drop them to me craig or even joel on linkedin um and we'll always do our best to answer the questions doesn't matter if you think we've answered them before we need the content so just send them in fantastic thanks cheers. very much cheers